I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 154 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. My name's Corey. My name is Carlos. And Michelle is still on her world tour. I believe she's maybe in Tokyo now? Globetrotter. She's definitely on the nation island of Japan. Well, there you go. So we, we still, we're still missing Michelle, but she'll be back in an, another week or two, I guess. And uh, Michelle inspired me. Actually, I'm I'm actually planning my first European tour. Are you going to like to the Eastern Bloc, or are you going to like uh, all the usual spots? Mm, no, I'm going to do a Central. I'm going to do a Central Europe uh, like Europe Bul- trip. Bulgaria. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do Bulgaria. No, Romania? this time it's going to be. No, that's Eastern. That's, uh, that's uh, a bit. Yeah, that's East. So c- Central Europe, you're talking. Um, I'm going to do Denmark, Sweden, Germany, uh, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Austria. I might not go to Holland uh, on this one, but I'm definitely going to be in, um, in Belgium. Very cool. When are you doing that? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it, um, in May or in September, but definitely this year and for three weeks. Very nice. Bringing the boys or just, this is just a solo trip. Are you crazy? Bring the boys. (laughs) You bring my know. guitar. <laughs> bring my guitar. I'm gonna try to land three anchor gigs, and then from there, I'll uh, populate them with uh, busking and um, coffee shops and, and stuff of that nature. Ah, oh, so this is like you, when you say tour, this means actual tour. It's a tour tour. Yeah, you're actually working this. It's a it's a double tour. Very nice. Yeah, the details will be dropping soon, but um, yeah, so I just wanted to sneak that out there and uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, put me uh, on the hook. Accountability, folks. Accountability. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm eating seeds and nuts now, so it's like um, my I, mouth was... Boy, uh, I don't want to say what I thought you said. <laughs> total, a total Sith disturber moment there. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's let's jump into the show uh anybody got anything to share in a collecting update oh yeah well what a surprise <laughs> Corey went into overextended himself again go first Corey. yeah well i mean i kept it a little little late this week but like total the plastic anxiety we were talking about it last week i left skiff guard lando behind hey but you better ease up a- on that terminology every time you use it you got to pay tim how do you mean it's he. It's, he coined the term. I, it's patented. He's got it. You use it, you pay him. 
Oh, all right. Sorry, Tim. But, oh, uh, don't say sorry. Pay him. Stuff your sorries in a sack, mister. Yeah, anyhow. <laughs> it uh, it was pretty crazy, man. Like, when I, got, when I got there, I was like, oh, man, like, I hope it's still here. I hope it's still here. Then at a point, you know, you're walking, and it was so crowded. I was almost like, get out of my way. <laughs> like, God, oh, don't you understand? But, uh, no, I got to the pegs, man. And for the most part, they were all gone, all the new ones. So I was like, oh, you got a total shoulder shrug. Then I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, there was like this this treasure trove right at the, in one of the back aisles. So I headed over there. And, yeah, they were still like super deep on the shelf. Leia was still there. All the good ones, you know, like Rio was still there. And, yeah, Skiffguard Lando was still there, baby. So he's mine now. You got Skiffguard. Oh, great relief. It's, it sounds like you're relieved. Yeah, it was. It was, it was pretty, you pretty sweet score. You think skiff guard on his capes? Oh, no, sorry. Scot- Scotch guard on his skiff? No? <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think the chances are that, you know, Tobias's costume is the same one? It is. Got it. it is, eh? I don't got know. It. Maybe it's in a visual dictionary, but yeah. No, it's, 100%. It's gotta, be, it's gotta be the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's just badass. Like, who's this dude wearing that outfit? Like, he must, he's not to be trifled with. Jabba's like, yeah, let's hire him. <laughs> like, yeah, Jabba must have known, right? Jabba must have known Lando. No, like, it really seems like he flew under the radar there, man. You think? No, it was just, no, it's poorly written. Seriously, to have everybody infiltrated, it's really stupid. <laughs> you would, you would think that, <laughs> you'd think that Lando was, no, like, notorious enough, like, to, someone totally would have spotted him out, like, through the mask, like. That's why he really wore it like super up there, you know, like and he kind of lowers it for Leia. Like, hey, hey it's me. But like, it's, it's yeah. like they never interviewed him, right? Like, it's like anybody can get a job in Jabba's court. Just show up with a with a badass mask and oh, you're hired, man. Like, actually, can, can we fingerprint you? Can, what's what's your ID, your real name? Can you take off the mask? None of that. It's just, yeah, you're hired. Well, that's a story to be told there. Like how he got in, like what he went through kind of to get into that position of the hierarchy like again like you said he was he it is it's obviously obvious that he did infiltrate right like he wasn't busted like Jabba wouldn't have let him get that far you know he would have been a captor along with them walking the plank so he he got away with it there yeah he certainly did and you know and I, I can't remember who I was speaking to about this uh but in the since 83 and all the stuff we've gotten in Star Wars that rescue mission to me now seems really stupid. Like I always had the question, like, why would you send your top people, like your only Jedi, and your your Princess Leia, who is I don't know what number two on the food chain in the rebellion, all your top people to go rescue Han, who was a flight risk anyway. He never really wanted to stick around. I always thought you know, it's kind of weird that they did that. But now yeah, it's have- not it's not sanctioned by the. I don't think that's sanctioned by the rebellion. That was like um. That was a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's one of, that's part of the thing of the rebellion that you can come and go as you please. It's a, it's a volunteer sort of organization. So if you wanted to leave, great. But it just seemed odd to me that those people were like, "We're going to cut and run for a while here, and take care of this thing." When you when reality, of course, I'm I'm, I'm being very facetious because you it, it, this could not have happened. But we know that Rex survived. Rex and a group, a, a group of like elite rebellion commandos could have been in and out of Jabba's palace in 15 minutes. Done. With Han, safe and sound. Jabba's palace leveled. Instead, it took 
with 3PO and R2 and Luke and Chewie and Leia and Lando. Apparently it took them months to infiltrate and get in. And hmm. plan. And all, uh, Land, Rex could have just wa- stormed the gates, killed everybody, gotten out with Han, and leveled Jabba's palace. 15 minutes, bing, know. bang, boom, done. Maybe. I think uh, Luke planned it terribly, actually. Because he sends the droids in, and then Leia goes in, and then he has to come in. It all, st- it all starts back to Lando, though. He's like, Lando, make sure. Do not take off that mask. I can just still see someone like, Lando? <laughs> That's his crowd. Those are his people, man. All like these notorious gamblers and stuff. Like, Lando? Lando Calrissian? Is that you? He's like, just like turns his head like... <laughs> Is look away, you, look away, look away. <laughs> shoot, shoot, psst, get the, get <laughs> I'm laying low. It's like, are you running some like, kind of scam on Jabba? Even, can he even risk brushing his teeth? Like he's going to lift that mask to brush his teeth. You think you get alone time in, in, in the bathroom at Jabba's? He Is had there... to have shanked someone, man. He pulled some crazy stuff. Everyone's <laughs> like, don't mess with the, this guy with the teeth mask. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That whole sequence to me now is 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 uh, problematic. Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, collecting update. Where the where the hell were we, Corey? Were you done? Lando, baby, Lando. So you got the skiff guard, Carlos. Did you did you score anything this week? I didn't score anything uh, this week, but uh, my uh, it was it's my son's birthday uh, as we record, oh. and um, yeah, twelve years old. Yeah, wow. boy. Hey, and, boy. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I, uh, gifted him the, uh, Anakin's, uh, Jedi Starfighter and, uh, holy schneeballs guys. Like that is one hell of a model. If you could pick it up 25 bucks in Canada for that thing is a steal. It's gorgeous. Lego seven, five, two, one, four. I believe it is. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, mine, mine is still here on the shelf. Like. Right there. The box. The box. You mean? No, the whole thing. I haven't done it yet. I've I've owned it for about four months, and I and it's it. still in the box. Oh yeah, yeah, right here. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I've been saying I'm going to do it on a, on a Lego or a Facebook Live, and I just uh, have not done it yet. Oh, you know what would have been awesome if we we both did it on a Facebook Live at the same time. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, race off. Take it back from your son. Dismantle it. And put it and then we'll twenty five bucks. I'll just buy a new one. <laughs> I'll just buy a new one, and uh, then I'll give it away. Fair enough. The bill. We fair could enough. do that. Let's schedule that. We'll schedule that. Have Can't. your people call my people. I don't have people. <laughs> I actually tweeted that. Oh my god, that's a bill, that's a Bill Burr thing, okay, folks. Uh, but uh, he likes to uh, you know do that when you know something sad happens. And, uh, <laughs> but it's sad, but he doesn't actually care. No, he doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, there was uh, something that uh, he posted on Instagram, like something about gingers burning and he's, he's a ginger, he's a redhead and ginger burning. He felt like it was a burn. So he actually, <laughs> he actually, uh, tweeted it with the one emoji, you know, the single tear coming down. <laughs> <laughs> so I responded to it. Insert. Sound effect here. Yeah, he awesome. liked my, he liked it. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Like, so speaking of Bill Burr, did anybody dig into F is for Family yet? Season three? Not yet. No spoilers. Not yet. No, it's good. I have to, 
I have to go from uh, from front to back with that. Like, uh, just uh, I have to get uh, like give myself eight hours and just do it. Oh, you have you you haven't seen any of it from any season? No, no, no. I mean season three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I was I, I've been up to date. Uh, it it takes me a day or two usually just to to uh, to do it, and I know it. it what did it drop on Thursday? Uh, Wednesday? Friday, the thirtieth. Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, yeah. Usually, I'm I'm like day one, day two, but uh, I was so in my own head the past couple of days uh, that it was hard to uh, uh, start something, knowing that I was gonna have to like, you know, look something up or 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 do other things. So uh, I just wanna I wanna be in that zone where I'm good to go for eight hours and then I'll binge it. Yeah, th- th- there's a Star Wars connection too in that. Uh, Laura Dern is his voice. Is his wife on the show? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you ever wanted to hear what Holdo would sound like dropping f bombs, <laughs> check out F is for Family. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, I, I got something quick here before we move on from the uh, the collecting update. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I mean it's all in the works now. Everything's said and done, so it's just a matter of receiving it. But dudes. I have something super powerful lined up for our powerful friends. I'm hoping to get it out, uh, you know, with this year's. There's final a Canada package. post strike. Don't I, don't burn it. It's a there's a Canada post strike, so you I can't know, burn this. Okay, go go. Anyway, it is what it is. We're gonna see what happens, but uh, it, this is big, bro. It's it's huge. I'm not gonna divulge what it is there, but it's Corey awesome. farting in a jar and sending it to somebody. That's what it is. That's what it is. I, that, is it uh, one that, of those jalapeno be. jelly jars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that strike is uh, causing some havoc. Yep. 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 Uh, so, guys, I'll be honest. You know, what? There, there was almost no podcast today. I, I woke. What? I had, oh, I had the worst headache all day long. So bad. Like I, I, I don't want to call it a hangover because I had so little to drink last night. But man, was my head pounding all day. Like I was, I don't think I did anything online today except from like a few tweets. That's all I could manage. But boy, oh boy, right around, you know, late afternoon, around five o'clock, I was getting close to messaging you guys saying it's, it's dicey for tonight. Like if I had to choose at that moment, I I would have been like, yeah, probably no show. I, this is killing me. Uh, But what uh, happened? It just uh, turned around hydrated. I, I was I was hydrating all day. I had taken as many Advils as I possibly was allowed to, and uh, yeah, it just the, the the clouds lifted. They parted. The sun broke through, and uh, I feel good now. How, how would this? If you wanted to record the call, like without being on it, like you'd have to call us and then just go back to bed or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, we... that that thought did cross my mind. Like, if if I was gonna say, like, if you guys still want to do a show. Without me, that would be fine. I'll just have I'll hop on for a couple minutes. I'll kick off the call, and I'll walk away. And then when it's when it's over, just just text me, and I will go and turn off the recording. That that could have been a thing to do too. Oh yeah, it could be possible for the future. On those days where I just uh, you know, I don't got it. I don't got it. Uh, so I did not get anything this week for my collecting update uh but i did unbox my enfis nest black series 
so I, you know, I, I, last week we, we announced that that's our giveaway for December and, uh, in solidarity and sort of in kind of keeping, uh, my, my own mouth shut. I left mine sealed up in the closet, but on, on this past Friday, I broke into it, opened it up and man, that toy is incredible. You didn't open mine, did you? Say what now? You didn't open mine, did you? Can you say that in my good ear? My my MP's desk. You didn't open that one, right? Oh, I, it's I, I I could have sworn you said you didn't open mine. I I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's really, <laughs> really, really cool, man. The detail on this thing is amazing. The scale of the bike is so cool. It's perfect. Like I I know the Black Series uh, first order Tie Fighter is way too big for <laughs> for anybody's room. But the the Enfys Nest Black Series bike is, it's it's such a good size. It's so impressive. So right, right, right. Whoever wins this is going to be some kind of pleased. It is great. <laughs> so yeah. that I mean, that's not much of a a. Oh, I actually, you know what? I I got my secret Sithmas gift from uh, my gifter. Really? Yeah, it was delivered today on a Sunday. Amazon. Yeah. Uh, they're ruining everything. <laughs> they delivered by Intel Com Express. The guy did not, for whatever, for, for what it's worth, the guy delivering did not seem happy. <laughs> we answered the door and he just sort of flipped me the envelope. Goes, uh, you Kyle? Yep. Sign here. <laughs> Sign with my finger on his eye, on his phone. And then he just walked away. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, not happy. I don't know. As, as he, uh, as someone who 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 delivers uh, uh, mail and and packages and things of that nature, today was for a December day, perfect day to work. I don't know, so I maybe there was something going on in his personal life. You judgmental. Maybe in this in this economy, he should just be grateful that he has a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's making money. All he had to do was just say, "Have a nice day." Instead, he just stormed off like some entitled prick. <laughs> the, the next two years are going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's uh, let's leave the collecting updates there because uh, I am not obviously not opening my secret Sithmas gift until you guys have yours, and we'll we'll cut it as close as we can until Christmas before uh, cracking those bad boys open. Actually, you know what? I was looking at the schedule. We might have, assuming we don't take any breaks from the main show over the holidays, we will be dropping a show on Christmas. Well, Christmas Eve. Nice. So our our patrons who who get the ad free show will get one on the twenty third of December, which is already Christmas Eve for Kigo and Justin Lyon. But uh, for others who only listen late Monday and into Tuesday, that's that'll be Christmas Day. So that that that'll be a nice little Christmas gift to leave, and I guess the same thing a week later for for New Year's Eve. So that's something to look out for. But uh, yeah. That might the twenty third when we record if we if we record that night, um, that might be the time to crack open our gifts. All right, oh, so I thought we're, we're not we're not doing a Sithmas show. Uh well, you know, the the showrunner for the uh, Sithmas show is I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I've been writing some stuff down. I got a bit of writer's block, but uh, oh, I'll see how it goes. Oh. Jesus Christ! It's only well, you know what? December second, TikTok. Yeah. Because, well, um, I've been speaking to uh, one Commander Cody, 
about jumping on. Nice, nice. And uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things that we got to set up. And uh, Mopar, his partner in crime, he travels for work between you know the uh, Tuesday through Thursday period, which is obviously our recording window for Sith Disturbers. But we've we've tentatively set a date. And it's not, it's not this week's Sith Disturbers, so you can do the math from there and figure out when we'll do that. So, our windows for actually recording Sithmas specials, Corey, nah, they're pretty much gone. They're pretty much gone. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, we have to have one. We're going to figure something out. I'll, I'll hustle. Uh, okay, we'll figure some, I'm sure we'll, we'll come to some sort of arrangement. Uh, okay, so let's hop into the news here. Uh, a lot of stuff came out later in the week, and uh, that's that kind of shaped the, the 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 schedule here tonight. So, last week we learned that Stephen Schiff has been hired to be the Cassian Andor show showrunner. Now, I I don't know anything at all about this dude, aside from like if he can bring some of the excellence that helped make the Americans the, the amazing show that it was, then you know, we are in great hands with this Andor series and. That's it. I mean, I don't want to drag out a take any longer than it needs to be. That's all I have to say. If if he can, he was a producer on that show, and if he can bring that that level of quality to Cassian Andor, we are we are going to be so happy. Did you guys do you guys know Stephen Schiff? Do you did you watch The Americans? I heard really good things about it. Never watched it. Um... I'm not one who's really into uh, like um, news about showrunners and stuff like that, except for The Walking Dead. Gimple? Uh, it's not Gimple. It's not Gimple anymore, right? No, no, no. It's a new showrunner, and uh, holy, yes, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, out of this. world. You have to catch up, Kyle. I'm al- I'm almost through uh, Daredevil season three. And then I'm going to look at jumping back into Walking Dead, all starting all the way back at. Boy, I, am I at season seven or am seven. I season, season eight? I don't. I don't even know anymore. I don't remember. Uh, I'll figure that part out. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll I'll jump on that. But is is Angela Kang the showrunner there now? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. good. So yeah, so um, Schiff was also a writer for uh, Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, which was the sequel to. The original mm-hmm. Michael Douglas money thriller film. Uh, what else would we know? American Assassin. He was a writer on that. Starring Michael Keaton. And yeah, he's, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's a very seasoned guy. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, accolades going his way. Corey, do you, do you know anything about uh, the Americans or Stephen Schiff? Well, the only thing that kind of rings a bell for me here is like, I don't know him that well. But it's looking good. Emmy-nominated guy. Um, from what I gather, The Americans is a spy drama thriller. So that kind of plays into the whole Cassian thing quite well. Mm-hmm. So th- th- from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense to me. And it just makes me a little more excited for the show. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a good point. It, the Americans is basically uh, Russians infiltrating the U.S. And starring Carrie Russell, which is another little Star Wars linkage there. Exactly. And yeah, it's, it, it is, I, I never really, I kind of just lost track with it. And it's one of my big regrets along with uh, Homeland, two shows that I was like really like neck deep in loving and then just losing track, you know, things get in the way and this show comes out or that movie and 
suddenly it's six months have gone by. I've not watched an episode. I've forgotten everything. And it's one of my big regrets in life. Uh, all right. So there we go. Not to belabor the point, but uh, I'm, I'm happy about this news. That's, that's a good hiring, I think. Uh, now, now we'll talk about some other hirings that uh, might provide some more comedic value. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, guys. This is this is kind of funny. So MSW they've been they've been reporting on this for a while, and it, it's kind of sailed under the radar a bit. But I, I've been watching and waiting for either an, an official confirmation or for Jason at, at MSW to just come out and say this is happening. And it seemed like. Um, He's more than confident at this point. So I'm going to go with it too. Carl Weathers, guys. (laughs) Carl freaking Weathers is in the Mandalorian. Uh, Wow. Like, come uh, on. Talk to me, guys. Old school. I I love it, man. It's one of those out of left field castings. Like, where are you going to take this guy? Is he going to play the the stubs kind of role? Or is he going to be like... (laughs) Is he going to be like Apollo Creed, you know, like the old Mandalorian warrior type that's... Or what if he's t- Chubbs and he has his hand cut off by a lightsaber? Oh, Chubbs, sorry. My bad. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> An old bartender. I could see him doing it all. You know what I, I think? Don't... I think whoever wrote this is racist because they saw Billy D. Williams walking around and didn't know the difference. Oh, that, that that is, that's... That is... Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What if he play? What if he plays the uh, the Dylan role from Predator? Another, <laughs> another guy who loses. Jeez, Carl Weathers is a specialist at losing his hand. I know. That's <laughs> that's the first thing I thought, and the second thing I thought was Carl Weathers better than Chuck Norris. Well, come on, hands down, hands down, hands off. In some cases, guys, <laughs> step off. Like just step off. Step off what? Mom jeans. Get out of here. That's another Chuck Norris joke. <laughs> Stretch. What if what if he's what if he's just straight up Action Jackson? <laughs> what if well, what if, the thing. What, what if do you guys th- what do you guys think? Honestly, is it, do you think he's going to be playing an action role, or do you think he's going to be more like like I don't know, someone more laid back? I think he's somebody at this point. Uh, by the end of it, we'll maybe be calling him Carl Weathered. Like I think he's supposed to convey. <laughs> uh, you, you you look at him and say like that's the, the the body of a man who has seen some shit. Pardon my French. And then, but and you'll get that from him that he's been through stuff. And I, I can't see him like he's got to be in his seventies now. Like I don't think he's. I don't, I don't think he's going to be pushing the world down better than Chuck Norris can. He's gonna- well, that's the thing. Like look at him back in the early nineties. He was he was chubs right. So like, even then he was kind of like that older character. I mean, if he still was jacked up and warrior, like I would have thought he might have taken a role in the expendables, you know, he's playing lefty window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah. Brad and Rob. Brad and Rob. Oh, yeah, it's, it all comes around. Maybe they were onto something the whole time. Wow, but I'm, my mind is just blown. Like, I can't. I still can't my head, wrap my head around this. Carl Weathers is part of the Star Wars universe, dude. When when he speaks, there's always something about it that like he wants. It's serious, man. Like he's talking to you. Do you hear me? <laughs> like, what's the matter with you? When he's talking to Rocky, 
that's spoken like a true asshole. <laughs> oh man, he's so good. I watched Rocky Four today. I, I just introduced my kids to the Rocky uh, stuff, and uh, as we were having uh, our birthday pizza for uh, for my son, I, I'm like, yeah, let's watch Rocky Four. So, yeah, so funny. Amazing. I, 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 like I said, I can't wrap my head around this, but then it got wrapping my head around things got a little bit more difficult uh, when we learned that crazy Nick Nolte is going to be in the Mandalorian <laughs> too. What did you say about Gary Busey? Well, well I was like, that's it. That's the next step. And then like everything then is off over. the rails. I don't, then I don't know what we're going to do. That it's over. Then it's, then it's, then it's Charlie Sheen. Yes. Aww. Yeah. Oh well, why not? Why not at this point? Why not? So you know as the guy in hot shots dude come on starting there i was uh, everything kind of really went downhill for them but all those actors at one point i was big fan you know especially charlie sheen you know so i was always hoping for a big comeback a turnaround of point and nick nolte's got that whoa, chance whoa, whoa, whoa. Charlie, sheen, charlie sheen is now he's in need of a comeback but he's never gone away he was making like 20 million bucks for an episode of uh two and a half men yeah, but that was years ago now. That's yeah, recent like, past. Recent past, whatever. But he, once that failed and he did his little tour there, like Hollywood just completely has shunned him since. And I don't think he'll ever really get good work again unless he somehow cleans his act up. But anyway, well, this he, is just not he looking kind good. Of, he's kind of HIV positive. Yeah, now. And, I mean, that doesn't yeah. really change anything, but for actors, like. It might in the MVP. insurance part of insurance yeah, contracts and stuff like that. A, yeah, there's a yes, huge yeah. thing. That and, you know, uh, the drug abuse and the hoes. Uh, <laughs> and the tiger blood. Oh, like the tiger blood. But either way, I mean, Nick Nolte, he, he went through the ringer a bit there. And uh, like I said, I always love a good comeback story. And he's embraced his. He's done stuff recent in the recent past. He's never really gone away either. He's done good guys from when I was a kid. I really liked that. He's done bad guys. So... To me, it's one of those, again, like oddball, out of left field kind of castings, but it kind of makes sense. Like, they both seem like serious dudes. You well, know what Nick I mean? Nolte like, is, a, is I, I don't I haven't seen him in anything, so I can't confess to be an expert on all things Nick Nolte, but he's he's an excellent actor. Like, this yeah. guy in the 80s and early 90s, this guy was, you know, at his peak. You guys didn't see The Peaceful Warrior? I've seen him in quite a few things. Nick Nolte. It's pretty yeah. good. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he was he was a leading guy for for a good decade plus in in the oh, maybe even longer. Like, but for sure, like when I was a kid, when when you saw Nick Nolte in a movie, you're like, oh, that's yeah, he's Nick Nolte. That's, that's this got to be a big movie. You know, he's I think he was nominated for Best Picture or for not best for, actor. for Best Actor. Yeah, but he, he's well, seventy seven now. Like, I didn't. Oof. I did not. I I completely lost track. He was that old. He's way up there, and 77 years old for Nick Nolte. His, his grit, though, it kind of, to me, it makes sense when you think of the setting in some backwater, like, outer rim planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he could really just play himself. Well, you really can see, <laughs> you know, Nick Nolte into some, I guess, depending on what Carl Weathers looks like now and what kind of makeup and prosthetic they may put on him. These are gonna two guys that are going to look like they've been banged up. Dude, I got it. Carl Weathers is the bartender. Nick Nolte is is the client. <laughs> what That's racist. The, what if they messed up 
or what if getting Carl Weathers was sort of the uh, plan B when they tried to get Eddie Murphy and do a team up of 48 hours? That was a good one. <laughs> you know, maybe they, maybe, or maybe they just goofed. Yeah, let's, you know let's, let's do a 48 hours reunion. Call Carl Weathers. <laughs> He's well, like, well, yeah, no- just sign on, do it before they figure it out. Well, no, it's true if uh, Bronson Pinchot gets, uh, gets hired. Well, that's, that's Beverly Hills Cop. Same thing. <laughs> kind of the same thing. <laughs> Pretty damn close. Um, yeah. I don't know. I do, do, we, do we have any panic alarms? Are there any eyebrows raised at this? Now that we, we have a series with uh, Gina Carano, Carl Weathers, and Nick Nolte. All in the yeah, same. A... Like, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I have no concerns. But I, I, I'm going to give Lucasfilm the benefit of the doubt, and and uh, John Favreau and Taika Waititi and all the people that they have lined up to direct. I'm going to say they've got this well in hand. Uh, me too, man. I I got to be on board with that. And again, the, the, these people are characters, right? Like when you, they're very, I don't know, powerful, distinct. You know what I mean? They stand out when you look at Nick Nolte and Carl Weathers, like. Uh, also, they were mentioning um, what's his name, John Leguizamo. They, they have not confirmed that yet, but it's strong rumors surrounding him as well. And for some reason, like all these actors to me, they seem very like standoutish. Yeah, I mean they're they're good. I mean, I guess now they're they're they're, they're I don't want to say reduced to, but they are now more or less character actors. Um, and. and that's fine. I'm sure they, they they were very specially chosen for the character that they have in mind. And I'm sure they'll see. I can totally see really John, Legu- John Leguizamo. What a death stick. <laughs> well, I hope they do more if they get, you know, if they get John Legu- Leguizamo. Oh, for sure. They g- give him a little more to do than that. I was just I saying, he's, he's, he's such know. a little creepo. I was, I was going to, uh, I was going to see, like, to answer the question, just like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's like, what are they doing? Why are they gonna do like, uh, okay, every every episode is gonna have one cameo of a person who's like a Sagarera, you know? It's like um, now you see them now they don't now you, now you don't because they have the budget. Like I I don't know. It just well, you're, you're my... right. You bring up a good point because there's no information here to tell us are these main characters? Are they in it for five seconds? Yeah, exactly. we don't know. So so I so I I am concerned in uh, in that sense. Like I don't want it to be a gimmick, you know. Like that's not uh, that's not something that I would uh, I would enjoy. But at the same time, you can't really. Well, it, it depends if if it it takes place from the fall of the empire, right? Three after years after, after Jedi. Okay, so there's there's a long. You could actually put characters in there who could have some longevity. But you're not hiring a 77 year old uh, to be part of Star Wars canon for the next 30 years, right? It's probably I think they're looking short term with these characters. I think so. Oh uh, yeah, disposable. I mean, Expendable. yeah, exactly, exactly. But then I don't want it to become a freak show after, like a circus. You know what I mean? Like if 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 you see Carl Weathers on screen and he's playing a character who's who's a sideshow character or or uh, just some dude who loses an arm in, in a in a in a fight, but 
you're looking at him and you're thinking, "Hey, that's Carl Weathers." It takes you away from. It takes you yes. out of the. It takes you out of the show. Then, then it's why do it, you know? But that's I don't know. It's like I'm not a. I'm a fan of John Favreau. Like I, I, I believe like his touch, but I, I could see him going that route, and it's like mm, I don't know. I watched Elf again, by the way. Very good movie. <laughs> Is that John Favreau? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 he always plays a, a little a little part in everything he directs. And uh yeah, he did a good job, man. That's a that was a great movie. Yeah, like I said, I I I am a little bit concerned like the, the, you know, Star Wars has never oh, been oh, oh, really known. Oh, just one sec, one sec, one sec. Do you feel that John Favreau could possibly go a little too cheese? Like Maybe do you I feel that it's to- possible? I almost the thought crossed my mind, like being in this conversation, uh, that that was maybe the point, you know, like maybe who knows the vibe of this show. We still have no real details. Well, I, so like I, maybe I, they're gonna brain, really in my brain it, it's spaghetti western. That's and, it, which is really, really gonna... sort of like an in-your-face, very stylized, uh, cheesy. Very uh, spaghetti westerns are cheesy. So maybe, maybe they come on set, Nick, and just be crazy, Nick Nolte. You know, maybe it's maybe that's the thing. Am I wrong to say that I I don't like that? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it's 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 hard to judge until we see it, right? No, for sure. And maybe that's why they they haven't they haven't been on TV before because maybe that was Lucas's look. The one time Star Wars was on TV. It was the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars. Are you talking holiday special? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. They went camp. They went camp and they're like, oh, let's make it cool for the kids, for the television, whatever. And then they did. I mean, I mean, it's the worst thing ever. It's pretty awful. Yeah. As long as they don't misrepresent. Like if, if you know, if it's going to be a campy, cheesy thing, make that clear. You know, I don't use the words campy and cheesy, but, you know, when you show us video snippets or little teasers, make say, oh, God, look at the tone that they're giving us here. There's, it's because the, the first news, like the first things we've gotten were, were Pedro Pascal and uh, Gino Carano. And you're like, you're thinking, oh, nice action, intense. And then like now, now you're getting like a freak show. We're, we're getting senior no, citizens. Dude. Come on, guys, guys. Well, it's it's not, step I, I, off. I won't go so far as say freak show, but it's it's you're you're now you've put in a couple of of senior citizens. If Bobcat Goldthwait, <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to this conversation and ask you if it was a circus or not. Oh, Actually, I like Bobcat. He's really really yeah. Really like smart. I was gonna say, yeah, he could be a character in the in the universe. He could, he'd actually he'd actually fit in Star Wars. I just I, I used it because of. Uh, Robin Brad actually <laughs> mentioned it on the weekend. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if Steve Gutenberg shows up as like a, a, a space taxi driver, okay. then I'll yes. be concerned. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes. I'll be very worried if, if they announce Steve Gert- Gutenberg next. You know what I mean? But, uh, Do you think Steve Gutenberg is more famous from being in the song on The Simpsons or from being an actor? Oh, he's, he's Mahoney. Come on. Yeah, Mahoney, three men and a baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nah, that's, it's, yeah, but if he, if he turns up in Star Wars next on, in the Mandalorian, 
<laughs> then I'm just going to, I'll change my expectation for the show. I'll say, this is going to be funny. This is now turning, turning into a comedy. And I'm, I, I, yeah, I will go into it with that mindset. Okay. That, that was my question. That was going to be my question. Like, are you okay with it? If it's going to be, if it's going to be that way or, or like, it's going to take you a while to adjust before you're okay with it. As long as they, like I said, as long as they convey what they're going for in, in teasers, in whatever visuals they show us, you know, you, like in a movie poster, if, if we, if we get some kind of poster and it's a very stylized 1980s kind of Indiana Jones romancing the stone type of vibe, you know, you, you can definitely detect what they're going for. If they're very clear about that, fine, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll probably enjoy it and just take it for what it is. You know, I, I, I'm totally down. Like either way, w- with what you said, Kyle, about like it, if they do make like a spoof spaghetti thing, like totally down with it. Just kind of make us a bit aware. But at the same time, even if the, it is going down the ser- serious route, which I'm big on, Star Wars has always been like really notorious for like for me anyway of like hiring actors that are kind of like flew a bit under the radar for the most part. Like, uh, you know, Mark Hamill. Carrie Fisher, all those people, they were, they weren't necessarily household names at that point, even Harrison Ford. And then came the prequels. And now the sequel trilogy, even those actors to me, I was not that exactly familiar with it. So that helps to take you away from the story. And like with what Carlos was saying, this is Carl Weathers, Nick Nolte. It's going to kind of take you away from that for a moment. But I'm really thinking these guys can fit in just because. I don't know. I think they have the uh, gravitas to surpass. Oh, there's a callback. Yeah, I think they have the gravitas, man. Just like I said, they, they, both of them have. Uh, there's an energy kind of about them, you know. Like they're going to be heavy. I think. I don't think they'll necessarily have huge roles either. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't. I don't think they're going to have enormous roles. They, what they do might be really important, but I don't think we're going to see them on screen a ton. And I, I don't think we'll see – we might get some Carl Weathers in some limited action, but I don't think we'll see Nick Nolte in action. I think those days are are done for him. For some reason, I keep, I keep picturing Carl Weathers as the bartender and Nick Nolte as the street bum. <laughs> Could it have something to do with his mugshot? Uh, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's that hair, that beard. It's hard to get it. Well, now he looks like uh, George R. R. Martin. If you've seen any recent pictures, you know, he has, what, he has an 11 year old daughter. Really? Yeah. Nick Nolte has kept busy in his, in his older years. Scandalous. Uh, and also this, this might be spoilery. If you're trying to avoid spoilers for the Mandalorian, uh, close your ears for a couple seconds starting now. Uh, but also being reported by Jason at MSW is that those set picks, the, the, it, it, it is Tatooine. That he has now spotted, oh. he has spotted. Uh, well, of course he's, he's Tashi he's, Station. No, no, I don't. No, no names, of course. Uh, but you know, he he has seen uh, death troopers. He has seen stormtroopers. Maybe even maybe a biker scout, if I'm not mistaken. But he's now uh, spotted what he believes are Jawas. So that would pretty much confirm uh, that we are spending some time on Tatooine. Really, which is cool. I think that's yeah, the cool. aftermath, the fallout, the uh, the power vacuum that's left behind from Jabba's empire. Ooh. Well, there's that, but it, there's Who takes also up the, the mantle, uh, the potential thread. There's the, um, one of the interludes from 
I think the first Aftermath book, or maybe it was like sort of a, a running interlude through the three of them, is uh, Cobb Vanth, who people think may actually be Boba Fett. Right, so uh, that that could pick up here, and maybe the I think the place he's in, in in those books is free, uh, called Freedom Town or Freetown on Tatooine, and uh, maybe that's what we're looking at here on on the Mandalorian set. So cool stuff afoot. I like it. I'm hopeful. Uh, okay, so that there are the latest hirings in Star Wars. We'll see what uh, what what comes out in the near future, but yeah, thanks Jason and the crew at MSW. They're doing great. Yeah, they're banging this out. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, doing some good stuff. And uh, moving ahead, we'll talk about uh, something that that again, Jason the stalwart, the the unbelievable work that he's doing continues. Um, he's got he got a new one today. It's, it actually had two things, but we'll talk about one of them here today. And the question is, Kylo Ren. Does he have his mask back in episode nine? And so this again, potential spoiler for episode nine. So cover your ears. Um, so from the, from the MSW piece, which dropped on Sunday, it says to them and to them being Jason's sources, it looked like the mask was pieced back together using some kind of red crystalline bonding material. The visual gave the mask a very corrupted look, a little Kylo, a little Vader, and maybe even with a hint of Maul's facial stylings. Now, I, I, of course, there was there was no visual in the piece that I saw. But what do you guys think? Like, first of all, what do you think, Carlos, about Kylo Ren having his mask back? Does this surprise you? Are you happy about this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe what it, what kind of a mask is it? Is it a is it just a flight helmet, or is it is he back to wearing the full the full blown mask? Like, because we don't know what we're seeing. It's the mask so, that he tantrumed with in in the Last Jedi that he, that he smashed. Apparently, this mask is the Kylo Ren typical standard mask that that got destroyed. Uh, is is now back together with this red bonding material. That's kind of weird, man. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I, I, it's like he he went through this whole thing where he was hiding behind the mask and hiding around being Vader, and then finally. Snoke pushes him. He breaks the tells him to take it off. He smashes it. He kills Snoke, and now he has to hide behind the mask again. Well, the, the that, unless unless he's horribly disfigured and needs it now, and we don't know, right? Well, the way the way I saw it is, he likes the mask. Like at least through TFA, he liked the mask. That's why he wore it. He thought it was intimidating. He thought he'd use it to scare people, and then. Uh, he has his tantrum in the early on in the last Jedi, not because now he suddenly hates the mask, but he's he's furious with Snoke. So he smashes it, leaves it in pieces, and he he's just he doesn't really. I don't think he thinks about what he's doing. He just reacts emotionally. Uh, so yeah, I just I, you know if if it's back together, it's like uh, well now Snoke isn't around to tell him that he's got a ridiculous mask. So he's free to fix it and put it back on and, and be scary and pretend to be Vader again. That's that's kind of my read on it. Mm. Yeah, are you around? I, I, it's kind of interesting you say that. Like, first of all, I was a bit surprised because, like Carlos just said, I thought we we were kind of done with that because, like, it, it really wasn't a part of the Last Jedi all that much, aside from him destroying it. You know, uh, 
Snoke berates him, like Carlos had said. So, you know, it just infuriated him, like you had said, Kyle. And, you know, it could have been a, a heat of the moment thing. But I like the way they had described it, right? Like him putting it back together. If it does have this red bonding, it could be quite intimidating. But again, like maybe like Kyle said, maybe he's starting to fully embrace the dark from a certain point of view. Like he's coming to terms with, you know what? he's a mask guy with no one left there to berate him. He kind of realized like, you know, masks help me feel scarier and darker. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, I got to do me. I'm doing the mask. I'm back. And it also kind of the thing that makes it click a little more for me and gives me a little hope is the Kylo, uh, the Knights of Ren thing, right? Kind of be odd to see like Kylo with his quaffed hair, with his posse, where they're all masked up and he's just like, whew, gives us a little hair twirl. It's my boys, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I am definitely with you there. And well, I, I yeah. love helmets. I, I love helmets. Like you gotta, have, us a, another you gotta have a cool mask in star Wars. Yeah. And there's, there's possibilities still there for, for surprises. You know, Kylo can uh, take it off and he's got Sith eyes, red eyes, you know, but even just the way he takes it off in TFA and the way his hair just goes poof, like that's the worth of admission. That's worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm halfway surprised to see it back. Like Adam driver's facial expressions are so effective that it's a shame that they that we may get less of that in episode nine. His face is so compelling. The way he like, like little twitches, little mannerisms in his face just do so much of the heavy lifting in terms of telling us about Kylo. But like I said, Kylo liked that mask and now nobody can tell him he can't wear it. So I'm, I'm on board because again, who says he's going to wear it the whole time? He certainly won't. But I think yeah, that's why that's why I asked if it was like maybe he just uses it like in his his Tie Fighter. Maybe, yeah. You know, like if that's I'm I'm perfectly fine with that as far as like my the head canon of where the character is. But uh, yeah, if it's just to to use in his Tie Fighter, then eh, okay, cool. Well, we I think we can bank on any any big emotional moments. He will be helmetless. When it came down to his big showdown with Han at the end, the mask was off. When it, when he first meets Rey, the mask comes off. You know, like for any huge, if if somehow they they make it so that Kylo meets Leia, the mask will be off. You know, like I I don't think we're gonna suffer for it, but I think yeah uh, you know, I I you know what even during an action sequence I don't think he'll wear the mask. Like even if he has like a, a, a knockdown drag out fight with Ray with like like lightsabers and all, I don't think he'd wear the mask during that. So I, I tend to think that that mask is not going to play a huge role anyway. But I'm excited. I'm cool with that. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's put that where it belongs on the shelf for now, and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get uh, some more. Maybe we'll get a look at it. Hopefully sometime soon. And we'll we'll bounce ahead here to what do we want to talk about here? So we have some stuff that we talked about last week that we we would bounce over. I think we have time to tackle that. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we had uh, you know a couple weeks ago we we took two comments from episode nine 
uh, cast members and pit them against each other to see which one got us most excited. So we have an, like a round two of that now. In the recent past, uh, Oscar Isaac and Billy Lord have both both made comments. And so I want to, we'll, Carlos, we'll, we'll take a minute here to outline them and then see which one has us more stoked. So Oscar Isaac, he spoke with the Daily Beast recently. And it, the quote from the piece said, For his part, Isaac promises the still untitled ninth film will pay appropriate homage to Leia and to Fisher's sense of fun. The, steel, the story deals with that quite a bit, Isaac says. Fisher's absence is felt keenly on the set, Isaac says. As if to reassure us both, however, he re- reiterates it deals with the amazing character that Carrie created in a really beautiful way. So that's what Oscar Isaac had to say. And of course, then Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, she's, she spoke recently to Entertainment Tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she said, I gotta watch myself because the Star Wars PD is going to come get me, but it is incredible. I've read the script and I've been on set. I was on set for like three weeks back in September and it is going to be magical. I can't say much more, but I'm so excited about it and so grateful to be a part of it. Star Wars is my heart. I love it. So Carlos, which of those two comments has you more excited and why? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I uh, I've been ready to talk about this for two weeks, and and, and I'm at the same point where I was from when I first uh, when I first read them. I, I my first my first instinct was okay, Oscar. You've you've said enough. Like it's enough now. <laughs> and um, and then I I'm reading what Billy says about her mother, and she had to sign off on it. So I. Uh, I, I tend to lean towards Billy Lord uh, in this uh, in this scenario, but it's it's still it's a touchy subject, right? Because now Billy Lord, uh, being the daughter of Carrie Fisher and and uh, one of the executives of of her estate, had to sign off on them using her likeness and 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 all that stuff. So fine, maybe the number was was appealing or the storyline was appealing. I don't know Billy Lord outside of star Wars. So I can't say, yeah. Um, you know, great. Uh, she's a great actress or this or that. We know who she is. So, um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's tough. Like you want to, you want to like Oscar Isaac is, is an actor. Like that is one, one real actor. And so I think he has integrity and and wouldn't say, yeah, it's great just because he has to, because he, he definitely doesn't have to talk a lot. He doesn't need to, and he chooses to. So I, I don't know, man. It, that's why I, I keep playing it back and forth. My first gut is to, is, to, is to be more excited about what Billy Lord says, and then I, I you know, maybe overanalyze it and then come towards Oscar and then... I'm I'm to, I'm toss up right in the middle. What what do you think, Kyle? I'm go, I'm going with Lord's comments, and magical could mean a bunch of things. I, I think it's Ooh. a very loaded word. Loaded. Like, <laughs> like if you want to come at it from the uh, mythological slash mysterious angle, like you can do that. You can say you can interpret what she says as 
this movie is going to have all that going on. That's what she's talking about. And you could get all fired up about that. And if you want to come at it from a pure fun movie making standpoint, and that, that makes it a magical movie. It's just, it's, it's just such a great fun movie. You can do that too. And I, I think, I don't think it's a loophole, but I think her comments also incorporate Oscar's comments about her mom, which I th- I think is maybe a, maybe it's a bit of an overreach, but I don't think it, it, like if if they didn't deal with Leia and Carrie properly in nine, I don't think she'd be saying any of this. You know, I, I don't think she'd say anything at all. So you're right, Carlos. She signed off on it because she endorses what they're doing, right? Um, so I, I, I think her comments both stand on their own and also echo what Oscar Isaac says, because I, I believe, I believe Billy Lord when she says that, or she didn't say it, but I, I would believe her if she meant that these com the, these, this movie really does Leia justice. You know, we, of course they got Billy's blessing to do what they're doing with Leia. So if she's happy, then I imagine that we will for the most part be happy. And I, you know, I'm not brushing off Oscar's comments, you know, I, I believe him when he says they'll deal with Leia in a beautiful way. Um, but I, I guess in a way, both sets of comments are a little bit of, well, what did you expect them to say kind of thing? Yeah, this is, oh, I don't know, man. I, I try not to build, like, I'm the opposite of Corey. Like, I, I try to tamper my expectations so as to not be disappointed for expecting something foolishly. And... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, um, yeah, I, I want to believe, like, I, I, like, deep down inside, I really want it to be her best performance because we haven't had that since 1980. It's been a minute. <laughs> I think, uh, to be honest, I watched Force Awakens and The Last Jedi recently, and both her performances passed for me. Oh, yeah, well, you don't own a red pen, Corey. No, that's not true. I, I've been pretty critical of a lot of stuff, but uh, I, I do have again faith in them. And which con- like I, I like what Khaled said because I kind of have the same thing here in the sense that uh, one sentiment kind of echoes the other. But when it comes to Oscar Isaacs, I'll say that I feel like I don't know. My gut instinct's almost telling me that it, something's going to happen within the the first act of the film. Kind of I don't know. I don't know why I got that impression, but. And that's going to mean like our heroes individually are each going to have to deal with something. The galaxy as a whole is going to have to deal with Leia's loss. And the villain, the main villain as well, is also going to have to deal with that. And that's going to be a big point for or a big story point for Kylo and the good guys. And it could possibly be like a rallying point for the galaxy. So anyway, I have full confidence that they have the pieces of the puzzle in place to make this what Billy said magical. And, and that word magical just takes me to the next level. Like Kyle said, it's his, it's her daughter. Like she wouldn't let it kind of slip through the cracks or like, just say it's magical for nothing. You know, like I, I definitely think that they're going to deal with this appropriately. Do you think Oscar's comments now that I, you know, I'm looking them over? Do you, when, it, when he says it deals with the amazing character that Carrie created in a really beautiful way, do you read anything into that in terms of she dies and how we handle it? You'll like it or does it, could it mean that she lives and you'll like what we've done? 
no, it's definitely that she's passing on. Like I feel as, a, as if like she's the she's gonna be the main reason why they win this fight somehow in her death. Like I said, either a rallying point or a sacrifice. Although we've already kind of seen that, but I, I think it's gonna be a little more magical than that. It's Leia, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're gonna they're gonna do it up. Well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure they they got to. They've got to do it up in episode nine. That's that's for sure. I don't know. Like I I I think again. I think you could read this question either way. Like or this this comment either way. That yeah, the way we've dealt with her because you know she's she's going to be killed off, and uh, we deal with that in a beautiful way. But also they could. It could be that she sees the end of the movie. And and. It's awesome to see Leia standing victorious. I don't know. Possibly, but uh, from what I'm getting here, it's no, like it's like we deal with her death in a way like that's that's kind of what I'm reading into this. Yeah, I I still hope they go big. Like personally, I still hope they've they've found a way to let Leia live. Have one Skywalker standing at the end. And are you going to say Ben? Who? Oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> well, okay, let's let, let, let's take a detour to Ben Solo, that controversial figure. Like things are really heating up on Twitter surrounding Ben Solo and and the whole Raylo thing. But for you guys, can there be a happily ever after for for Ben Solo at the end of 9 where he survive he turns to the light, he survives the movie and everybody just kind of forgets all all what he's done. It's all good, Ben. No problem. You, you helped get us out of this mess. We're going to expunge your record. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think in the Star Wars universe, I think so. Like, held accountable for his war crimes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think uh, if he did turn and he were to survive, which I don't think is going to happen, but if he were to, I think Ray would have his back or something like that. You know, like, no, he he's... He's going to the special place, like he's going to this planet where he's not going to bother every anyone, and he's just going to live out the rest of his days. What do you think, Carlos? Can 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 Ben walk away and just walk among us, so to speak? I, I don't believe so. I don't. I don't think even if he he did something um, grandiose enough. To, to to earn everybody's respect, I don't think he could forgive himself for just just to walk around like to to no, it's not for him. No, I I agree. Like if they're gonna do any route, like I I would I'm pretty sure that he's kind of a goner in this one. Well, they set the table for that. Like it's it's one thing to say, well, Vader Vader found redemption and he did maybe worse stuff than Ben Solo. Yeah, but he also True. died, so he got to walk away from any potential consequences that he would have faced, and he would have. Like if if we we've had this chat, I think a while back. Like what happens if if Luke drags Anakin down to the to the campfire party? Right, guys, look who I got with me. Like, what do you think pe- people would be like? Cool, man, high five. Oh, wait, other high five, other hand. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you you can't just welcome that guy back because yeah in the end he helped us like vader did some really bad stuff the worst stuff so i i don't and bloodline touches on it where uh people were skeptical right like 
obviously Luke was the only living witness to what Anakin did. But uh, that, that's when Vader. That's when Vader's like, "Before you judge me, can I persuade you to watch Dave Filoni's The Clone Wars?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a thing that they touched on, and I, I feel like well, Claudia Gray wrote it, but you know she she had at least notes from Ryan Johnson about the political makeup and, and maybe maybe dealing with Vader was part of that as well, where the galaxy at large was not cool with Vader. And they were skeptical about what he did. It didn't expunge his record. It didn't make him uh, suddenly a a hero. He'd have to come out of the, he'd have to come out and tell the full story, man. But still, it still doesn't, does clearing up this one crime to help. I was the victim. Look at me. I, I don't know. Like does this ordering, the slaughter of innocent villagers and killing your dad and God knows what else you've done. Well, I don't know. I watched TFA last night, right? And Leia's kind of sets it up for that. Like she's like, bring Ben home and this and that. And, you know, Hans are like, he's gone. And no, he, there's still like good in him. Like bring him home. And like Leia's like, like she goes so far. It's like, she totally covers for him. She's like, she's like, no, it was Snoke. It was all Snoke. <laughs> Yeah, it, it that's interesting because Leia was one of those who, I think she believes Luke, but she didn't necessarily forgive her dad. Like she still considered Bale to be her father, right? So it's a really tough Any, question. Anyone could be a father, but not everybody could be a dad. <laughs> you get that right. No, I, I think it's a really it's a really uh, emotional and thought-provoking discussion around this character, which is, I th- which is why I love the character. I think it's a really well-designed and conceived character of Ben Solo, because I you do get valid takes on both sides. Like I, I personally want to see a bit of a, a departure from Anakin's story. Like if if Ben is redeemed, uh, I, I, I don't think he can just be like, "All right, guys, I, I came correct. Now can we just please move on?" Forget all that other stuff I did. I, I I have a problem with that. That's where Force Ghost Kylo comes in. Oh boy. Yeah, no. I don't I don't know. I I don't know. I don't want to say they they've painted themselves into a corner with Kylo, where where he must die in order to get redemption, because they don't want to deal with the consequences of his actions. And at the same time, you can't just brush those under the rug and say, eh, it's space fantasy. Yeah, he he did all these horrible things, but then he killed Hux and ended the First Order. So, I mean, of course, whatever he would do would probably be even bigger than that. I'm just too stupid to, to figure out what that is. But, I, I, and I, you know, I, of course, I get it. I get what Star Wars is about. It's about hope and redemption and uh, coming back when you've when you've lost your compass. But I still think consequence needs to play a role. That's just my take. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I have to agree with you there. Like, how are they going to deal with that? I don't know. Death is the easiest solution to that. If I don't know, if there's any kind of redemption again, like to me, it's it's got to be him kind of making that decision. You know, like himself and saying goodbye. 
But then, then, then you get Return of the Jedi all over again, right? Not necessarily. Like if he comes back to the light and is and he does this big sweeping gesture that ends the battle and brings balance to the Force, but it costs him his life. That's Anakin. And maybe we say, well, it's Star Wars. It's poetry. It rhymes. George Lucas would have, would have liked this. Chosen one. <clears throat> Oh, God. Here we go. Did you see what I just sent you guys? No, I don't, I don't have my my Facebook open. But what did what if? <laughs> <laughs> that is Sith disturbance material, folks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. Oh, God. can I tell you this, guys? This quick. That just made me think, man. I just want to say, like, the weekend again. We went to. Uh, Kyle's daughter's birthday party. My kid, he, he's told my parents like two or three times. He's told me like 10 times, but he's convinced, convinced. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I saw the guy that plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's there at the theater. I'm like, no, I don't know. But he's like, he's like, yes, dad, I saw him. Like it was Obi-Wan. I was like, that's awesome. And did you tell him that Alec Guinness died like 15 years ago? He could. I don't know. He could be referring <laughs> to Ewan McGregor. I don't know. Of course know. he was. I was making a joke. Whereas more people now identify or I don't want to be sacrilegious, but I, I would think that as as Star Wars fans, younger fans start aging up, they're going to see Ewan McGregor as their Obi-Wan. I should have probed more if it was like old man with a gray beard or if it was like dude with like semi mullet. You should have, you should have probed more failure. It was still, it was still, it still made me laugh like crazy though. Every time I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what uh, Ewan McGregor, he, he hangs out at the, uh, the Colisee in Kirkland, Quebec. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Corey, did you, I don't think you got a chance to chime in. Did, did you? Are you with Lord's comments, Billy Lord's comments, or Oscar Isaac? Yeah, I kind of chimed in my best there, but I'm going to go with Lord's just because again they're again one and the same. I like what they're both saying. They're both very positive about it. So JJ again for me has found a way to tie it in, make it relevant to the story. Tell like hopefully give Leia's story and Carrie's story that justice it deserves and the. Uh, like for kids on board, I'm on board, man. The word magical, you know, right there, man. Light the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. That was that's like a trigger word for Corey. Magical. <laughs> All right, so let's let's pick up a thread that we we picked up last week. Uh, please do's for episode nine. Do you guys have any more left over that you want to throw out here? Uh, I got I got a pretty good one here. I. It's actually, I'm kind of glad you asked this because I, I thought about it for last week's show notes. Totally slipped my mind. I never wrote it down. But uh, okay, so a lot of people complained that uh, my boy, Ryan Johnson, you know, he kind of retconned and uh, messed with JJ's story a lot. He took those the threads that JJ left him and left him in the wind. You know what I mean? So... If JJ were to retcon anything and get a little retribution of his own, from well, the Corey, threads, we, we, we talked about that tonight. My goodness, we we got our proof. Kylo Ren fixing his mask in Episode Nine. JJ is literally fixing the things that Ryan Johnson broke. 
Oh my, oh god. my god. Oh my yeah. god. No. Seriously, okay. he's 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 reverting. But th- th- this is one. Okay, so and this is I'm actually kind of serious about this. Like this this was strike one for Ryan Johnson and me. But uh by all means, retcon the uh magical mystical migrating facial scar and put it back <laughs> to its original hideous position on his face. <laughs> And to be honest, if, I, if it went like that, if it went down like that, I wouldn't second guess it or question it whatsoever. I'd just be like, yes, here we go. It's the monster. Ah, oh, geez. Wouldn't that be something? And give him again. Give him a reason to wear that mask. And then, yeah, tell feature stories between the two films, between eight and nine, of how he got even more facial scars. Ray whooped them time and time again. Seriously, watching TFA every time I see it, man, I watched it twice this weekend, or at least bits and parts, once in its entirety. But uh, that slice, man, from like the shoulder and neck all the way up, right across his face and nose. <laughs> yeah, we know how you feel. We know how you feel about that. So is, is that your please do put the scar back? Uh, as jokingly, <laughs> whatever, yeah. I, I, again, like I said, I wouldn't question it. I wouldn't second guess it. I'd just laugh. But uh, I'll, I'll get. I'll throw another one out there. How about uh, let's actually have some uh, familial restitution for Ray's family, good or bad, whatever it is. Maybe they're again the. We don't know how many Knights of Ren there currently are out there. It's unknown. There's there's six plus Ray, uh, Kylo from what we know. You know who's that sixth oddball? Maybe it's his her mom or dad. I don't know. Whatever it is. I don't know. Let's 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 get a little more info there. Uh, yeah. As long as they keep it, keep the, the faithful to the theme of the movie, which is anybody can be a hero. You don't have to come from this bloodline to have an impact on the galaxy. I agree. I don't want her to be a Kenobi or. I no, mean, the Kenobi no. thing. Would, if it happens, I'd kind of be like, okay, it's 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 a huge drop, but. I was even down with the um, the Skywalker lineage at first when this the whole oh, thing yeah. started. The boys from Brazil, her being basically a female clone of Anakin in a sense, right? Yeah. Like that to me, I'm still down with because that could play out really well on film. Like, like I am kind of Darth Vader, you know, telling Kylo that and he'd be like, damn, yo. <laughs> Yeah, that would be something. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that throw us for a loop? Um, yeah, no, I would like to yeah, see Kyle, some... What would you call Ray at that point? Would she be a chosen one? No, because she's a clone. She's not actually Anakin. Unless... What are you saying about well, then, clones, man? Then you're going to... You're, you, you've, oh, boy. Then you step in it. Now you're stripping Ray of her identity and just making her a clone her- of Anakin. The true chosen one. Oh, oh man, you are really looking for trouble if that's the story. Yikes! I would not. I oh boy, I would not touch that. Wouldn't do it. That is just looking for trouble. I would like to read the like, what if version of that. Uh, here, Carl- Carlos, do you have any? Uh, no, but I have two more. Please don't. Ah, sure. What the hell? Throw them out there. Well, no, I was referring to both things Corey said. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
so you you want to leave it for race parents you want to leave it at what kylo said they're they're dead in the pauper's grave uh at least let her go visit that grave or something the least to me i'm fine with that like that is kind of my ending one of the end scenes of of episode nine is ray visiting the site where her parents are buried the one thing i like about not knowing is that it gives my gives me an opportunity to have headcanon and and actually have it change from how I'm feeling about like so I don't need I don't need to know like if we don't even come back to it because it doesn't matter then I'm okay with that yep. like I I I'd be more okay with that um than you know her parents were the speeder pilot and and speeder gunner from that uh, leaked Lego set or, you know, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like if I would like for the text of the movie to show that she knows, like, I don't care if I know, like if she says, I know who they were, I'm happy. Like, or she, or even more important. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because she, yeah. she's going to realize that I'm me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a good, that's a big lesson. And, but this is such a JJ thing to do to like make her go back in the third movie to the sand planet where they grew up. And then, like, no. Like, if one of her parents were the Knights of Ren, you know, it'd be like, see, look, I wasn't lying to you. Look at that junkard, like, drunkard, you know, over there. Yeah, that's your pappy or your mammy. (laughs) But. Yeah, uh, I'd be fine either way. Like one of the great things about the Last Jedi for me, and, and what it did for me personally, is that I, I had a whole bunch of things that I thought we were going to get, and then I didn't get any of them. I thought we'd get that Luke action sequence towards the end of the film, and we kind of did, but not really. And I'm and I'm so happy that so many of the things that I was convinced I needed to see, I didn't get any of them, but what I got was actually more fulfilling. Like I'm glad my head cannon got shattered. And so the lesson I take from the experience is that fine, I'm going to speculate all I want and I'll form a, a story in my head and things I want, but I'm just, I'm going to just go with it and just go into the, go into the movie, any of these shows or movies and just take them for what they are and just go along for the ride. And if, if it's not a 10 on 10, it's not a 10 on 10. Just move on to the next one. Just, just you know, surprise me once in a while. Well, this being the ninth, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of weight behind this one, man. Too many uh, expectations, I see. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be under the microscope, man. And anyway, I, I think it's gonna tell like, a fun, good story. I really hope that they can, you know, from the get go, from the onset, if they're gonna do these three films, you, they, from the the beginning, they should have said, okay, this is where we need to end. This is where we need to be at the end because that's just going to blow people's minds. How we get there is the journey, right? So as long as they had that worked out and it still works out, I think they originally would have went there, you know? Like, it had to have had a really cool end point. I think, I think there's been more of a plan than what's publicly acknowledged. Because they want to, they want to seem like because all the all the, like JJ and Ryan and they've all said like yeah I've been completely free to do exactly what I want and I don't want to call them liars 
because I, do, I don't think they're lying. I think, again, from a from a certain point of view, I think they are telling the truth. But I, I do think that they they are taking quite heavily from Lucas's framework, especially The Last Jedi, and they're springboarding from there. So I think they're working off uh, a bit of a template, but they're creating their own points in between. So I, I do think that there is you know, people who say like, oh, they're obviously they're not communicating and that's why the movies are so disjointed. I think the movies are actually quite seamless. And I, and I completely reject the idea that Ryan threw out what JJ set up. I completely don't buy that. It but, just took you in a different direction, man. Like what you weren't expecting, which is the best part of a movie to me. Well, what are the things that people say when they say that? Like that... Uh, Race family is a big one. Yeah, and I I completely reject that because the first thing we ever hear out of Ray's mouth in pre-TFA marketing is uh, Mas Kanata's voice saying, "Who are you?" She says, "I'm no one." That's the first thing out of her mouth. And even in the movie itself, Mas tells Ray, "The people you're looking for on Jakku, they're never coming back." She's telling Ray to forget these people and move forward. Ryan does yeah, the same then- thing. But then there's this, the whole plot hole, but then she goes, but there's someone who still can. And then Ray says, Luke, like, I I don't know, man. Like, well, I, I, I could understand how fans would say Luke's her father based on that, because we've been conditioned as fans to expect that type of familial reveal. No, but it's because she doesn't say my parents are coming back. Like she goes, whoever you're waiting for is not coming back. But we know that she's waiting for her parents. Like she she tells that to BB-8. She tells she tells Matt, my family. Uh, he says she says my family, not my parents. But <laughs> right. well, Maz tells her straight up, and she knows, man. So I, like, I you know, I I totally. What if Luke's her uncle? And oh my god! What see, I'm still not to myself. I'm still not necessarily convinced that it was her parents that dumped her off there. You know what I mean? That that's. Where I'm kind of, that's, I don't know, what do you call it? My, whatever, like. Well, your, your, your radar is up, your, or the, the antenna is up on that one, right? Yeah, like, I can't just see your parents, like, bailing like that, you know? Maybe not. Um, as as long as they keep stay true to the theme of anybody can be a hero, uh, I, I'll be fine. And the other thing that I think people really freak out over is... They completely bailed on Snoke. Which I just think is a big load of hooey because Lucasfilm never set Snoke up to be anything other than what he is. Was, I disagree in a way, man. He was he was not he was not on any poster. He was was he in any of the trailers? I don't think he was. No, he was like the narration to trailers. Oh yeah, he, you're right. He was in that first teaser. Uh, There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? You're right about that. But and the the light rises to meet the dark, like all that shit. But but fans getting away, getting like getting crazy with. And I'm not saying it was a it was a a dumb thing to do with who is Snoke. Oh, he's Plagueis. Oh, he's this person. That was all fan driven. Lucasfilm never did a single thing to make people think he was other anything other than what he was. In fact, Pablo said that no, he's not any of these people. He's he's a guy. He's a new character. We haven't met him before. Uh, and he's not a human. So, you know, that that crushes uh, many a theory. 
about who Palpatine was. It's so funny when you look back pre the last Jedi and uh, Steel Saunders was putting out those those uh, your Snow Theory suck stickers, right? That kind of went viral a bit. A bit, like you know, they went they went all yeah. the way all the way to the top, all the way to the top. So you see Ryan Johnson holding one, you see Pablo holding them, and you look back at it now, and what they must have been thinking, knowing, you know what I mean, like. This guy's nobody, like and he was never yeah. promised. He was never teased to be by Lucasfilm to be anything other than what he is. So to say that oh they 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 turned Snoke into a a loser, they never propped him up as anything more. They just said he he, he it's a guy in a in a overcoat for God's sakes, you know. We don't know any and oh yeah oh we didn't get any backstory on him. You didn't get a back a Palpatine backstory either until the prequels. So I I don't know all this stuff about bailing on three things that JJ set up. I'm not I'm not buying it, and I'm not trying to be an apologist. I'm I'm just not seeing what what people are are, are calling Ryan out for on this one. But anyway, I, I got a couple of please do please do's please do's. Uh, mine is to give the original droids something more to do. Nice. I, I, like they were so instrumental in the OT, like they did things, but all they've been here, been used for in the in the sequels is uh, vessels, a totally obvious exposition, you know, with, with three PO and one almost purely nostalgic sequence from R two, with with Leia on the Falcon. That's really it. They've like neither joined, and if it wasn't for JJ or for Ryan. I don't think R2 would have been in The Last Jedi at, at all. Because remember, he Ryan had asked uh, JJ to re, like rewrite the final scene so that it was actually R2-D2 that got on the Falcon with Rey and Chewie to act out. Which made so much more sense. Right. So he was playing in this in his head like that that scene with Leia on the Falcon playing back the recording would have definitely worked. Like, Can he, you see the, how that meeting went down? Ryan was totally like. Think, McFly. Think. Well, I got to He's like, ah, you got to do me a solid here. I got a scene with R2, and it only works if R2 is on Acto. Can you do this for no, me? He, yeah, sure. Yeah, he, he biffed him. Like, I, I don't mean this to, to demean BB-8 or anything, but I think the movies are the same if you switch R2 and BB-8 completely. How do you get the scene with the hologram with Leia? No, I mean, if, if you... If you replace BB-8 with R2, the entire sequel trilogy, I think you you can still do that. You might have to massage certain scenes because R2 doesn't roll and you'd have to you know, get around in a, in a different manner. But I think you could do that. It's the rockets, man. Put no one wants to see in. those rockets. Sure. And I, no. Again, no one I, wants I, to see that anymore. I love BB-8, but I think you could have given R2 a much more prominent role. What if yes. R R two is is uh, lined up with Leia's character that they had written uh, R two to have the 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 hero's role in part nine, right? So because like Han Han's movie was the first one and Luke's movie was the second one and they were um, contemplate or. I mean, before she passed away, like it was supposed to be her story. But what if her story and our two story are are intermingled and 
the saga ends because the person telling the saga is no longer there. I just, R2 dies in part nine theory just popped in my head oh, like no. right now. No, because, because Impossible. he tell, because he tells the saga story and that's one way to tie the saga up because the person telling it or the droid telling it is no longer there. That's my theory, guys. What, what do you think? No, I don't like it. I think it should be everybody else but R2, and he can tell the story alive and well with his buddy, your lover, C-3PO. Well, there is a story in, uh, I think, from a certain point of view. One of the stories is about uh, a young Jawa who accesses, you know how they scavenge, right? So he finds this astromech droid in the, in the sands of Tatooine, and so he, he hauls it on board, and he's hiding in this little nook on on the sand crawler. And he's he's constantly accessing this droid's memories, and he's he's kind of reliving it. So, what if he did something similar in Episode Nine, where at the end it's it's somebody who's recovered R 2s dead body, and is playing back all of his memories and just watching the whole thing from Earth, man. Oh, J. Oh, JJ, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, yeah. So anyway, like that. That's I, I'd liked the original droids to have more of a role because they've been complete no shows in this trilogy, and I think that's that's really sad. Uh, the other one I would like to see. I don't know if I'll get it. Uh, I would like to see something in Episode Nine connect to Ryan Johnson's trilogy or to the Game of Thrones guys. Hmm. In some hmm. way, shape, or form, like even at, like. Uh, name drop a planet or a statue of so-and-so that they don't name in episode nine, but turns out a battle, a battle. So you, you want, you want like future Easter eggs yeah, exactly. for, for future Kyle. Yes. Nice. Just to, just to say that we've, we've, we thought ahead. We've spoken to each other. Here's an Easter egg, just a little, little subtle ties, world building, galaxy building, just something like that to, to say that here's how these things link together i i wouldn't want something so so uh, direct that it hamstrings uh, ryan johnson or benioff and weiss in any way it's it's really just a vague um you know alluding to of something even like if a, a, a ship passed by of a, of of some kind of design well, that's a weird looking ship and then we see it in another in another film and it comes from that side of the galaxy or belongs to those people. Really, really subtle thing like that. I hope they do that. You know what I'm looking at? Oh, just me. I, I thought of one thing. I'd like to get a closer look possibly at Finn's scar up from the lightsaber, you know? <laughs> What's with you and scars? Oh, I, it goes a little deeper than that because after thinking about that, I was like, ooh. Because I thought he was going to be really messed up in this one, you know? like Especially comments beforehand. When he's like, oh, he's back and better than ever. Like, honestly, he was right up in Adam right after that back to tank thing. Like, it's as if nothing happened to him. I was really hoping to be like, to him at one point, be like, I'm in super pain. Like, that lightsaber thing didn't heal as good as it should have. What if he was playing dead in the forest on, in, on, Tia, on Starkiller? Yeah, seriously. Just stay down, stay down, stay down. <laughs> he's like, she's going to feel real sorry for you. This can go for well. Well, I wasn't really but, going for that, Corey. I was saying, like, this guy's going to, like, when you see a bear. Just drop and cover the back of your neck and curl up in a ball and hope it doesn't squish you. And let let the girl take care of it. <laughs> Could have been that. 
but yeah, that that just made me go a, a step deeper. Was was Kyle's migrating mystical star uh, scar the the only mystical kind scar? of what's a mystical <laughs> scar? <laughs> mystical scar. Sorry, mystical. Like, is it the only mutilation we're really going to see in this film? Like, you know, I'm kind of huge on uh, you know getting a good hand or arm lopped off, like. Both scenes from Empire when Luke loses his hand, like that's a doozy. And even Anakin, when Anakin loses his arm, I was not expecting that in theater, especially the move, like the way he looks at it. Even him, he's like, oh, damn, <laughs> like gets forced, pushed, pushed away there. Like, I don't know. I, I'm I think we're uh, sorely lacking that in this uh, trilogy. So, so far. Uh, it's it's. Yeah, like, well, obviously, we, uh, has anybody lost their arm in this trilogy or a hand? No, it's got to be one of the main heroes. You know, it's got to be either the bad guy or the good guy. Like, Kylo's the only one who got really messed up. And, and Finn. Like, Ray really messed him up. I, I almost oh, would dude. opt to lose a hand if I can get a cybernetic replacement rather than take on. He got poked in the shoulder. He got scarred from his face down to his shoulder. Uh, he got he shot, got shot by from- Chewie. And she also slashed him too. Like the first, her first, uh, like landed blow is like kind of the same area Chewie shot him. And Finn got a shot in too, on the shoulder. True. I would almost trade all those for losing a hand if I could get a cool robot replacement. Yeah, because you know it's getting cauterized right away with that lightsaber. No fuss, no muss. And you're getting something really cool. Like you're never going to get arthritis in that hand. (laughs) Ever. You know, and if there's ever, like, as you get older, your hand is going to get better because there'll be upgrades. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's what I want to see in episode nine, Corey. You got me. You sold me. Yeah. Raised robot hand. All righty. All right, guys. That is it for episode 154. No questions this week. We didn't get any any listener input. So that's why you guys heard us ramble about uh, nonsense for the last half an hour. Hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) 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 But we are done for this week. Uh, If you do have questions for us that you we encourage it, be please be a part of the podcast. Send them to us. Uh, DM me on Twitter or uh, Facebook or email me at tumblingsaber at gmail.com. And we will definitely add in a few of those questions to our podcast as time permits. Uh, And I just want to stop quickly to say thank you to Mr. Rob Wade for endorsing this episode of the podcast on Emotionally14.com. So go check that out and check out all the other E14 endorsed podcasts. And uh, also, it's the season of giving. And if if you like our podcast and you're not yet a powerful friend... Well, why don't you do that? Why don't you just toss a couple bucks at us per month over at patreon.com slash tumbling saber. We've got it. We've got three different tiers. They all carry a little bit something different. And uh, what, what you get for your hard earned dollars are up to six additional podcasts, uh, our monthly giveaways, the newsletter that exists because of powerful friends. And uh, boy, we got we contests from time to time. It's crazy. We we try to spoil everybody. We try to give good value for your Patreon dollar. So if you enjoyed this podcast, then uh, go check it out at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and see if you want to become one of the powerful friends. And of course, you will be in the draw for the Enfys Nest Black Series with Swoop Bike. All right. So with all that out of the way, guys, 
let's tell everybody where they can find us on social media. Carlos. Well, you can find uh, uh, everybody in the Star Wars Commonwealth at StarWarsCommonwealth.com. Ooh, way to pick me up. Uh, and uh, follow each of the shows, uh, including uh, this one and Talk Star Wars, Gen X-Wing, Rogue Squad Pod, the Nerd Room Podcast, the Skyhoppers, San Diego Sabres Podcast, Less Than 12 Seconds Podcast, Retro Wink, Less and Than 12 special- Parsecs. Less than 12 parsecs. What did I say? Less than 12 seconds. Sorry, less than That's 12 parsecs. That's a hell parsecs. of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Retro Wink podcast and a special mention to uh, the Tatooine Sons uh, who celebrate their one-year anniversary this week and their 50th episode. So uh, check uh, everybody out yeah, at the uh, Star Wars had, Commonwealth. Yeah, absolutely. A good call, Carlos. Good job nailing all the pods. And also, it, it, you want to check out Tatooine Sons, not only for the reasons that Carlos mentioned, but also because they had Stephen Stanton on this past weekend. So you'll hear Great the guys episode. talk to uh, Griffel Halloran and Obi-Wan Kenobi and so many others in the Star Wars universe. So go check them out if you do anything this week. Yeah. And if you have uh, some time, you can check me out at uh, C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Carlos Candido on Facebook. Uh, or uh, if you're interested in uh, supporting my Patreon, it's at Cardos Creates, patreon.com slash Cardos Creates. Excellent. And Corey, where can people find you? Well, let me let you know. Everybody can find me at Chop Rules with a Z. Awesome. And you, you can also find Carlos and Corey in the closed Tumbling Saber Facebook group which is always hopping with action and is a ton of fun. I highly encourage you guys, if you're not part of our Facebook group, to uh, just uh, just hit the join, answer the one question. We will approve you. You can come join the fun. We talk about Star Wars all the time. It's troll-free, except for James. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, we talk about Carl Weathers being better than Chuck Norris. Yep. Which is not true. No, you're wrong. <clears throat> wrong. It's a strike for Corey. <laughs> Wrong. And uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. So come join us at Facebook.com in the Tumbling Saber closed group. And you can also find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and less and less so on the Instagram. But if you follow me there, maybe I'll be more inclined to actually post something once in a while. <laughs> so that's it, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll, we hope you have a great week. And we'll talk to you all later. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.
to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. 